Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Melvin anything. All right. Great to have everybody back with us on AMA today. This is a, a great day. It's a special session. We've got a return person with us never happened before on ama we got jack hall back here with us say hi jack hi jack i i was thinking about that earlier today and, and jack is my brother you can look back in some of the other sessions and see that but i was laughing before about when we were younger we would not say you know we'd secretly say and laugh saying hi jack and and you know how many times were planes hijacked that we were scared to say that i don't know well, if anyone with the name Jack knows all the stupid jokes that uh, go along with the name. So that's just one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet you've had a bunch of them. You know, I have with my name, but, you know, I, I think you have a great attitude. I was, um, you know, really enjoy what you bring to my life. Um, probably don't say it enough. And, you know, just seeing you share things on chat and, see the the great things that you've done with your family you've got a, a great uh, you know um, wife with a servant heart a very successful son so um, you want to give them a shout out well uh my wife is you know we've, we've recently re relocated into north carolina and uh, she just started a new job she's very happy with and uh, my son is is in North Carolina also, but in a totally different location. And uh, he's uh, very successful, like you said, and uh, we're very happy with him, very proud of our son. Yeah, I think you were the first one out of our brothers and sisters, you know, six in our family. You said that we don't deserve the children that we have. Yes, you know, it's, there's some stories that we just won't go into. Yeah, I I don't know if the statutes of limitation have passed on some of those things. Uh, so, uh, you retired. When did you retire? When did you move? What you know? Give us a timeline on all that. I stuff. retired from AT and T back in April, and we've been in the process of trying to sell the home in Florida, and that was a whole ordeal. <clears throat> and we were finally successful in that, and uh, and then finding a house in North Carolina has its own issues, but we were finally successful with that. We closed on that uh, on the 26th of April and we're in the process of getting all of our stuff moved in. Pretty crazy. So we're going to get into a, a, a great topic here in a second. 
uh, you know, what we're going to talk about is what can we do for our health and, and, uh, uh, you know, where to set this up, where do you fall out in our family with, with the kids, what order and all that? Well, uh, I'm third from the bottom out of seven. So I've got a younger brother, younger sister. So you older or younger than me? Are you asking this because you don't remember? <laughs> yeah, I'm not that age yet. I'm just, I'm just a year younger than you. Okay, trying to set that up for folks. And so uh, you had, uh, be just before you retired, uh, a heart attack. And so, you know, that was a, a crazy event. You know, it's scary for me. You know, I don't know shit about heart attack, you know, the word, you know, and, and all that. So uh, give us the, the lowdown so that we can understand so we can help folks so that they can you know me too i want to know what the heck happens well, what, what i need to do you know what i look for and all that well uh, it seems like everyone should know the symptoms because it's it's out there you know that but if you don't know the symptoms you're going to have uh discomfort to pain moving across your chest and into your left arm uh, I'm sure there, I'm not sure what other symptoms there could be, but those were mine. But back in February, uh, the night before, I felt a little discomfort just watching TV. And I didn't pay much attention to it. It wasn't pain. It was more of an ache across my back, you know, below my neck. And then uh, the next morning, I got up and I felt fine and did my morning routine and was driving into work. And about halfway there, I could feel it going across my chest, just a pretty bad ache. And it was going into my left arm and up my neck. Ooh. And I realized that it was not getting better. It was, it just kept pro progressively feeling worse. Sure. So I was thinking I may have to pull over uh, to deal with this because I you know immediately I was like this is something to do with my heart because because of the symptoms but uh, I went ahead all the way to work which was just another mile away and one of the guys that I work with drove me to the emergency room and you know if you're having chest pains you go to the emergency room they're going to pull you in there pretty quick okay. so they uh pulled some blood and did all those other tests real quick. And the uh, emergency room doctor comes to me and looks me in the face. He says, you're having a heart attack and you have to go to the, they call it the cath lab the catheter. Okay. And they didn't have one at the hospital that I went to. So they had to transport me from that emergency room to another hospital that was it was probably a half hour away. Ooh. So they loaded me with the EMTs and one nurse into a ambulance. And I got to look out the back door as we're going along and they were doing sirens and everything. So I got to see the cars that were pulled over as we were driving, you know, through heavy traffic on the, you know, as people going to work, you know, so that was an interesting part of it because you don't hopefully you never get to see that but that was something you see the ambulance go by when you're driving you're like oh I hope somebody's okay but 
to be in it is a totally different uh, feeling. Sure. So I got to the uh, to the hospital that has the cath lab, and they took me straight in there. And they there were several people. You know, the the, the medical team was was all ready to go, and they went to work immediately. And uh, they ran a uh, a catheter up through my wrist, and they put two stents into uh, artery feeding my heart because there was a pretty significant blockage there and that whole procedure didn't take a half an hour and afterwards uh, I spent a the night in the hospital spoke with the cardiologist and they said that I was extremely fortunate that I got to the hospital immediately when I had the symptoms because I had virtually no damage to my heart everything was just I, would, I call it the plumbing right which is the everything that feeds the heart the blood that feeds your heart so it could work properly and they got that going before there was any damage to the heart and uh, right now I have uh, you know, other than all the pills I have to take for you know cholesterol and blood thinners and things like that uh, if I didn't know I had a heart attack, there's nothing wrong with me that, that, uh, was from that heart attack. That's an amazing story. And, and you told it so well too. So, um, I mean, the, so the plumbing, what, what led up to this, uh, clog or this, what, is that what you called it, described it? Yeah, there was blockage. There were two look two spots and they, they put two different stents which are the, the way i understand it they're like little springs basically okay. and they run them up in there and then they they clear out the the block and they, they they keep everything clear but i have to take this medicine so that nothing clots the blood doesn't clot onto those stents right because that that could kill you so the stents are still in there yes they actually uh they gave me a card to carry that, that, that says exactly what they are and where they are and uh, if I ever have to go to the emergency room or I have to I should pull that card out and, so that they understand what I've got right okay so uh, you know obvious I say obviously you know I, I lose my mind at times when people say obviously <laughs> so <laughs> so myself you know how do I make sure I don't have those clots or, you know, if, you know, what, what do I look for? Well, you know, you can regularly go to your, you know, your, you should have an annual physical with a regular doctor. Right. And they check your blood for cholesterol. And I guess that's the main component that is, that causes it. Okay. Uh, you know, and, it, and if you have symptoms of a heart attack, don't mess around because you can have damage and that could affect you the rest of your life if it doesn't kill you. Sure. And uh, as I've, especially after I got out of the hospital and people that I saw and talked to about it, you know, different like friends of uh, my wife, Valerie, and then other people that I know, family, 
so many people said, oh, when I had my heart attack, or oh, when my husband had his heart attack, and then they would tell the story about what happened, and then right. I, I didn't realize so many people have had heart attacks, but apparently there's a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. And some of a lot of them have damage because th there was one story that uh, one of Valerie's friends told me about her husband that he had a heart attack. And then whenever he went in, they, they looked at his heart and they could tell that there was damage previously. So he had had a heart attack before that and never went to the doctor. Ooh. Don't ignore it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in my own life, I can tell you about stories of ignoring health issues. So I, I thank you for bringing that up to us. Um, are there things that, that uh, I can do that we can do that you could have done that would uh, uh, make that not, not happen. Well, you know, there, there's all the, uh, you know, there's diet exercise that the doctor prescribes medicine for your cholesterol or any other thing. Okay. Make sure you take it. You know, it's all common sense. We get in trouble there. <laughs> Common sense is not right. Yes, you yeah. can't assume common sense. Yeah. Um, well, heck, um, I you know for me, I I had these questions. You know, being your brother, and it's like, well, shit, he's younger than me. You know, is you know, is it coming for me? And then, uh, you know, so you know, with me wanting to know, I know other people wanting to know. So, uh, I know it's going to help me, Jack. Yeah, well, everything to anyone is, is, is more personal the closer it gets to them. And you know yourself. So all I can say is if you think it's a heart attack or, you know, possibly a stroke, symptoms of stroke, or you get numbness somewhere, you start getting dizzy, you know, you can, you know, I'm not a medical person, but I, I would suggest you talk to your doctor about possibilities Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm Hall MD, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I use that often. It doesn't get me anything, but it's, it's, uh, I like doing it. So uh, are there three things that, that you could tell me today that I can do to make a difference in my health? Uh, I, look, you're asking the wrong person for medical advice. All I can talk about is my personal experiences. And the, the one key thing is do not ignore the symptoms. That is it. You know, whatever advice you need about specific things, you need to talk to your doctor. But from my experience, do not ignore the, the symptoms. Yep, I think I understand that now. Um, well, I, I appreciate your time talking about that. Is there another subject you want to throw out real quick so that people can have their life enriched? Uh, well, we relocated to Western North Carolina and I can't express how beautiful it is up here. Uh, we came from South Florida and it was hot and muggy and hurricanes coming all the time. You know, every place has its issues with weather and, and things like that, but 
all I can say is this place is great. Well, I'm happy for you. Um, so on AMA, ask Melvin anything, you know, the the format, we we have the talk and then we always ask what's Melvin reading. And so I want to throw that out there real quick. And and I, I talked about this last week with uh, the Song of Significance with Seth Godin, his latest book. And and uh, I'm still in that. And, and uh, you know, I, I think about you, Jack, you know, your life is significant. And, and uh, you were talking to me earlier about your uh, uh, manager and how you would uh, work with them and take care of them, uh, you know, so that work was successful. You talked about your coworkers and and uh, how how you saw yourself and how you wanted to portray yourself as a technician and and uh, so that that uh, you know makes me think of of uh, the song of significance and what Seth's talking about for uh, people in you know society, not just a, a specific subset. So that's what Melvin's reading. And um, the last thing we have is is the last thoughts. And so you got to bear with me, Jack. Are you ready for this? Because I'm going to read a poem by Mary Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Does it rhyme? Uh, well, you'll see. <laughs> I like it. So we'll, we'll come back to talk for a second after I read this. So Mary Oliver, The Summer Day. Last thoughts. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? This grasshopper, I mean, the one that has flung herself out of the grass, the one that who is eating sugar out of my hand, who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is, I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I've been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last too, and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? And, uh, you know, we I've heard that many times tell me what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life you know that's and they properly attribute to mary oliver but i thought the whole uh, thing last thoughts was was pretty neat and uh, you know so your one and wild life I, I don't think we told people that uh, you were a marine um you know so there's a lot of stuff you've done uh, were you a weaver at American cotton growers? Uh, yeah, that was a, my first real job you know, so to earn you, my own living. Can you give us like 18 seconds? American cotton growers, Weaver, uh, line? Marine Corps, Carpenter. Marine Corps, what'd uh, you do? I was, uh, I worked on the A6 attack aircraft. Uh, he was way smarter than me. That was air wing. That was not the grunt. I didn't go around marching through the mud and stuff like that. Carpenter. Craft. Carpenter, what'd you do? A uh, short while. I was, most of it was hanging siding on new homes. Okay. Uh, I built swimming pools, which is going in and getting the holes dug and uh, putting forms in and bending steel. Uh, worked at the <clears throat> phone company 
25 years. Uh, now I'm retired. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to kick you off now. And thank you for uh, succumbing to my whining and coming on here, Jack. Yeah, well, it's not pretty. <laughs> All right. And I appreciate you making the world better. Well, thank you. And I appreciate you and what you do. Never a dull moment, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll see you. This has been a Rogue Media Network. Rogue